Hi, everybody. This is Sharon Rhodes of Time For You, and I want to welcome you back to today's podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In yesterday's podcast, I shared with you the um, emotional roller coaster that I've been on as I make the very tough decisions to let go of some family treasures and favorite pieces of furniture so that we can achieve our goal of living full-time in our condo by the ocean in Florida. Some of those decisions have been really gut-wrenching, even though I know they're moving us closer to our goal. And it's true, I've taken over two years to get to the point where I can choose to move forward by letting go of some of the tangible reminders of the past. All of this this week has caused me to be anxious and even emotional at times. I'm usually a pretty steady person emotionally and usually I choose to find the silver lining in almost every cloud. But these emotions have really made me think a lot more about emotions and be more sensitive to those who experience anxiety and periods of sadness on a more regular basis. Now, according to Medical News Today, which is an online newsletter, anxiety occurs when a person regularly feels disproportionate levels of distress, worry, or fear over something that's an emotional trigger. So this week I've been feeling distress, worry, not so much fear, but sadness over the emotional trigger of disposing of a house full of furniture and belongings, memories, so that we can move to a better place. Now, please let me remind everybody that I'm not a doctor and so, my intention is to avoid giving you any, any information like a doctor would give you because I'm not qualified to do that. That's not my intention. So I'm not diagnosing, treating, or prescribing for any illness at any time. If you do have an illness or you believe you may have an illness, please talk with your medical doctor. What I'm doing is sharing with you my thoughts based on making life decisions that are moving me forward into a better, happier place. A place where I can fulfill my life's purpose and live healthier and happier. So my experiences these past few weeks, which is prompt, have prompted more anxiety than normal, those experiences have caused me to do a little searching on the internet when I take a break, from packing and moving and getting rid of things to get some facts and figures about a topic that, frankly, I should be more aware of anyway. Did you know that anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States? 40 million adults age 18 and over experience anxiety disorders. That's almost 20% of the total population. That's a lot of anxiety. Now, this is really disturbing. 25% of teenagers, that's children between the ages of 13 and 18, are affected by anxiety. 
This makes them more likely to perform poorly in school. They're liable to miss out on important social experiences. And some of them are probably more likely to engage in substance abuse. That's our children. Anxiety is treatable, yet less than 40% of people that experience regular anxiety seek treatment. Why do you think that is? Do they fail to realize that they might need some help? Or are they hesitant to do so? Now, I know that the anxiety I'm experiencing this week and for the next couple of weeks will be over. But what if that was not the case? Would I seek? Help? Would I know to seek help? And would I be, feel free to seek help? Those that don't seek help for anxiety when they need to are three to five times more likely, though, to see a doctor for other reasons than the rest of us. So it seems that people do sense that something is wrong. They may just not know what it is or they may just not be comfortable saying what it is, facing what it is. I'm not sure. Would love your thoughts. Now, like with anything else you may be trying to fix in life, identifying that it exists and, and acknowledging that it needs to be fixed so that you can figure out the cause or the reason, that's the first part of improving and making things better, moving on, moving forward. So what causes anxiety? It could be genetic. It could be uh, something in your brain chemistry. It could be a part of your personality. Or it could be life events. What I'm experiencing, I'm sure, is caused by life events. Life events that I choose, and yet I know that it's causing me anxiety. Since we all have every one of those things, we all have genetics, we all have brain chemistry, we all have a personality, and we all have life events, that leaves us all pretty susceptible to experiencing anxiety at some point in time. Certain medications can also cause anxiety, and even eating poorly might be the blame. Chronic stress, those life events, is one of the main causes. And guess what? You, me, I, whichever is right, we have total control over the stress in our life. Because we have total control over how we let those things affect us. Have you ever heard the saying that goes something like, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to what happens to you that makes the difference? I can speak with a measure of experience because in addition to what I'm experiencing this week and for the next few weeks, in my younger years, I came to realize that I was actually choosing to let stress and how I handled stress make certain decisions that I just wasn't ready or prepared to make. I would allow stress, sometimes I'd even create stress, 
I'd allow it to take me out of the game of life so that I could avoid situations or circumstances that made me uncomfortable. It was a choice. I lived in fear, fear that I'd make a wrong decision or that someone wouldn't like a decision that I made. I allowed myself to believe that I wasn't smart enough, that I didn't have enough information, that it wasn't the right time, or that I just wasn't qualified to make decisions. So I chose to cover that fear with stress and anxiety. I pulled it over. I pulled stress and anxiety over me like a blanket, like a little blankie to give me comfort and give me a place to hide. I opted out so many times. And then I would feel even more inferior and less capable of making the next decision or facing the next challenge. It was a cycle that I allowed myself to get stuck in and it wasn't healthy and it wasn't fun. Now, how might you know if you have anxiety? If you feel worried, fearful, or really tense about things on a regular basis? Those are all signs that you may be overly anxious. Extreme anxiety can even trigger panic attacks, profuse sweating, trouble breathing, and even chest pains. If you find that you experience too much anxiety, you really need to consult your doctor. In the meantime, there are some lifestyle choices that you can make, and they can make a difference. These are choices that you can make. Get physical, exercise every day, and get your body moving. Start out slowly, of course, and increase gradually both the amount of exercise and the intensity of your exercise. But start out exercising. Walking, if, if that's all you can do, walk for 30 minutes every day, a brisk walk. Get enough rest and get quality sleep. Set a routine and go to bed at the same time every night. Turn off all the electronics in the room. Turn off all the lights in the room. Make it quiet. Make it dark. And avoid eating sweets and drinking alcohol or caffeine for several hours before you turn in. Learn some techniques to help you relax. Techniques like yoga, music, meditation, aromatherapy, visualization, prayer. Learn them and practice them every single day. I mentioned earlier that diet can contribute to anxiety, so make sure that you eat fresh, local, healthy foods, veggies, fruits, several servings every day. Join a support group or seek out a close friend that you can talk to and share how you feel. Sometimes just hearing your voice express what you feel helps you recognize, identify what's going on. And this is the best part. You can find a solution. Keep a journal. Just like saying things and speaking them out loud, write, write down your thoughts. Write down the events that are happening. How you're thinking about them. How you feel about them. How you're reacting to them. And make a list of things that you are grateful for in your life. Every single day, list things you are grateful for and take some time for you. Take some time for you. That's so important. 
Learn to say no, and you don't have to say the word no. You can say something like, wow, that sounds like something I'd really like to do, yet I need to wait until my schedule is a little less full. That sounds better than saying no. It doesn't close the door completely. It shows that you're interested. And it allows you to carve out some time every single day for you, time for you. Know that you are precious and worthy of living a life filled with purpose and joy. Know that you can take action to reduce the stress in your life and to upgrade your thoughts, your words, and deeds, to live the life that you are created to live. Recognize if you are doing some of the things that I once did, to opt out of making choices that loom large and, and frighten you. Know that you're not living un, under a life sentence called anxiety and that you can walk out from under that burden and enjoy life. Seek medical help if you need it and make those lifestyle changes in the meantime. With each change, with each decision, with each accomplishment, you will feel empowered stronger, and more capable of facing a better tomorrow. That's all I have for you today. This is Sharon Rhodes. Of time for you. I'll leave you with this reminder. Because it's what I'm all about. Always remember to take time for you. Because you deserve it. Have a great day.